You're listening to the Fan Club Podcast, where two polar opposites experience each other's fandoms for the very first time. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Fan Club Podcast. My name is Sarah. This is Matthew. And this is the first episode of Season 2. Yes, so we will still be covering the Marvel stuff. I know we've been on a slight hiatus for the last A lot of things month. have been going on, and um, we're not going to get into it, but yeah. a lot of things have been going on, so it's just... Um, we still have plans to do the next releases of the MCU toddler, so it's hard for us to get to the movie theater. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's just it's it's complicated, and so you it's just easier for us to yeah. wait for that to be on Disney Plus. Yes. Which I know isn't super topical, but I mean, whatever. we will if we can get to it, we will before. If it's still in theaters. Yes. Um, but you're going to have to, like, let us be able to get to it when we get to it. Um, in the meantime, this is season two. We are... We, Starting with Mystery March. So we've planned out our year. If you want to see the full kind of hypothetical year, we have a post up on our Instagram um, of our calendar for the year and we've themed out a few months and this is our first one. This is mystery March. Yes. Um, and we're doing, um, mystery movies. Initially we were going to cover screen six at the end of, um, but at the end of March, but considering the, you know, logistics, uh... logistics of the craziness of the last month that we've had, um, that might be a little difficult. So if you have a recommendation for a mystery movie that you guys would like us to cover, let us know. Um, we plan on covering Knives Out and Glass Onion in the yes. next few weeks. So yes. um, those are kind of uh, already on the, already on the table. I'll, Knives Out. I've I never was, seen Knives Out and you've never seen Glass Onion. I would say Knives Out is like the modern clue. I see that. But um, Knives Out will be next week and Glass Onion will be after that. And um, But today we are covering our oldest movie that we've ever covered on this entire podcast. Yeah. Clue from 1985 starring Tim Curry and Madeline Kahn and um, a, bunch a bunch of other people. But Tim Curry is probably the It has the uh, Doc Brown from... Um... Who's Oh, from Back to the Future? Who's yeah. he? Yeah. Plum. While Sarah is fact-checking that, um, I have some news. So, my quote-unquote side business is sort of taking off. I've been making dry rubs, and I've been selling them for a little bit now, but I am... So, basically, Matthew, for the last few months, has been making these dry rubs. He does a lot of barbecue stuff on the side, and he's been selling them to his coworkers. and um, he kind of wanted to open it up in case any of the podcast listeners um, want to buy any. Um, and he has three different flavors. I have beef, pork, and chicken, and I will be adding a fish. Right now, we've only been selling them to local people, but we are yeah. willing to ship it if that's something you're interested in. Just but it will have to be throw us a message on on instagram if you want to i will be making an instagram for my barbecue stuff and i will be starting put up i've been making jerky lately how to make my dry rubs what temp i do my brisket my whole chickens things like that so i'll be starting my own instagram and And they wouldn't be for that they wouldn't be more than ten dollars a jar um locally so then, and, but then you shipping. Would, and then you would pay you probably would pay for shipping yeah so but i'm 
I'm trying to figure out the logistics. He just wants that. to gauge interest. Yeah. So if people are interested in buying them, they come in eight ounce jars, or I can always do more. So 1985's Clue. Yes. I have seen this movie prior to us watching it for this podcast. Uh, I had a childhood friend that was really like loved this movie a lot, um, and I've seen it. I saw it like once when we first started dating. Oh, it's my favorite movie of all time. Yeah. I can recite the entire movie from memory. Yeah. Um, I don't dislike the movie. Um, it's it's a very specific type of humor. I do, however, love Tim Curry. Yeah, but I grew up playing the game. So I love playing Clue until a point when it just becomes one Clue game can last hours upon hours. Apparently they're doing they're doing like a new generation. Clue? Yes. So, um, Ryan Reynolds is in it. No, not the new movie. I'm not talking about the new movie. I'm talking uh, about like they're revamping all the characters and like like re-releasing the the yeah, board game. They already did. No, I. There's a different version. Like that, the characters are like younger. Ooh. I don't know if the game mechanics will be any different. It'll but... probably be the same. I mean, there's like Wizard of Oz clues. Clue. There's Harry Potter clue. There's the Harry Potter clue is not good. I played it once with my brothers, and... What would be the weapon? A wand? The It's like the spell. Uh... But, like... That makes sense. The mechanics of the game make sense, but, like, in the context of Harry Potter, doesn't make sense. Yeah, like... It's actually very confusing. Growing up, my sister and I, or it was my sister, whoops, we had two different versions. We had a DVD version of Clue, where it was an interactive movie that you've played. Yeah, the DVD version wasn't bad. And then we had one. It was one. dated for sure, but. Yes, it was made in like the mid to late 2000s is when it was made. And then there Don't was. Don't get me started on how that feels like an eternity ago. And then there was another version that we would play at my grandma's house that had like, it was different houses for Clue. It was like seven different houses. And like some of them you had to have like the red magnifying glass to read the clue. Some of them you had to go into the like we recently, the bathroom that was like it was upside down and backwards. We recently bought we play a lot of board games that are specifically like two people because we have no friends. Um that are like we play a lot of escape room games. Yeah, and so we bought this it was pretty cheap at our local Walmart it was and like what twenty bucks? But the issue with it is it's, like, a very pared-down version of Clue that there there's not replayability because there's, like, one answer. Yes. Okay. Yes. And it yes. really frustrated me, but the actual game mechanics were actually kind it of It was fun. really cool. The board, so you would go room to room, but the board would expand with it. It just was frustrating to me that there wasn't... There isn't more. But it makes sense. I mean, how many of our escape games that we played that we replayed? This is true. Um, I think we did one. Yeah, but it was one of those that had, like, multiple in a box. But, yeah, so, this era of Tim Curry is what I know Tim Curry from. Yes. Like, it's... Because, like, I loved the um, Annie movie that he was in. He was Rooster in Annie, Miss Hannigan's brother. Okay. Um, And, like, I loved that movie as a kid. So, um, I'm a musical theater nerd, so, um, I loved, like, this, this is the Tim Curry that I remember, this era of Tim okay. Curry. Um, like, I know some people are, like, they're very much, like, the, the Frankenfurters, but, like, we're on the younger side, so yeah. that doesn't make... This is, I think, the first introduction to Tim Curry that I got. And then I watched 
that two-parter episode of Criminal Minds with Tim Curry in it, and that version of Tim Curry is forever burned into my brain. But, I mean, Tim Curry's also it. Yeah, he's also Pennywise, so I guess for, like, some people, that's Mm -hmm. that. But this, it's, which is weird, because, like, I never, I watched it a couple of times as a kid with my childhood friend. Yeah. But I was never, it was never, like, you know, the movie 10-year-old me would ever gravitate towards, I'll be honest with you. Um, But I do vividly remember Tim Curry. Yeah. In this role. Uh, Mostly because he does this... He he has this energy about him in this movie that is only... Really only can be described as, like, that very classic... Pure chaotic. It's very classic British humor. Okay, we're back. Sorry, um, there was a tornado warning in our area. Um, everything's fine, but, um... Yeah, we, we didn't just need to have to... We just had to take a little break. Until the winds died down and find our trash cans. <laughs> because our trash cans blew away. All is well, though. I did feel like the house was getting blown down for a hot second there for whatever, but, um... Yeah. Yeah. So, the movie begins, and we are in 1954. Yes. So it is a a period piece. The beginning of it opens up with, um, the butler, Tim Curry, is driving up to the house. He's walking up. The dogs growl at him. He throws a piece of meat out of the brown paper sack. Is it sad that I could describe this to this a was, T? This was like your sick day movie when you were a kid. I can do the same thing with uh, Wizard of Oz and the Brandy Cinderella and so, Ever After. So When he throws the meat, you don't hear the squish, but he notices it and he looks down and he glares at the dog and the dog sort of not cowers. Sam Curry opens the door and then he is trying to scrape the dog poop off him. And he walks into the... I do like the little exchange he has with Yvette. I was just about to get to that. Where she looks down at her own feet. Yeah, so he walks in. He says something along the lines of, is everything ready? And she says, wee wee, or something. She says yes. Then he walks away. She sniffs the air and checks to see if she stepped in dog poop. Mm -hmm. And the first to arrive is Colonel Mustard. And they all have pseudonyms. I does make me wonder what their actual names are. We don't know. Yeah. They I, just go It doesn't by... necessarily matter, but it does make me wonder. The only one that has changed the most is Miss White, just because in some of them, she's the cook, and some of them, she's the guest. In the Clue she board game. Maid. maid. I'm sorry. Sometimes she's, and sometimes she's a guest, depending on the Clue game. Yeah. Like, in the newer Clue games, like, I was just playing a Clue mystery game on my phone, and she was a cook. Then when they all sit down for dinner, so basically they're all given these letters. Yeah, it's like, and come to this house at this time on this Scarlet, day. Scarlet's uh, house breaks down. Car. car. Sorry. Yes, her house breaks down. Sorry, Scarlet's car, car breaks, breaks down. down. And so her and, and I think Green, Plum. Plum, pull up together. And they have both are like basically saying like, oh, I received this letter too. So yeah. then they all sit down for dinner. And you go ahead. So when they sit down to dinner, Plum and Miss White are slurping their soup, which is the most annoying thing in the world. See, that doesn't bother me that much. But right before this, Colonel Mustard, Miss White, and Yvette had a strange conversation, or gave each other strange looks. Green got yelled at, or thought he got yelled at by the butler to sit down, and he sat down, which was funny, when he when the butler was yelling at the dogs. Uh-huh. Um... 
and I'm sorry, I'm trying to avoid doing this Tim Curry style. So then, um, Mr. Body arrives. The seventh guest. And Wadsworth reveals the real reason they're there, that uh, Mr. Body has been blackmailing them. You're all being blackmailed. And then Mustard and Body get into a fight, and Mr. Body just pokes him in the eye and just wails on him. Like, I'm sorry, you're a colonel in the war. You should be able to fight a skinny dude, right? Colonel Mustard is what? 250, 5'10", 5'11"? He's not a small guy, that's no, for sure. No, he's stocky. Maybe 180, 190 dude was wailing on him. Like, I'm not saying skinny people can't fight. I'm skinny. But he's still a colonel, so he knows how to do hand-to-hand, right? Or you would suspect. So Mr. Body basically reminds them that if he's arrested, their guilty secrets for which he has been blackmailing them for will be exposed. And so but in turn... he'll be behind... Yeah. But he'll be behind bars. And he gives all of them... So Mr. Body goes out to the hallway and gives them all gifts. Wrong. I know Peacock has the revolver. revolver. Scarlet gets the candlestick. Green gets the lead pipe. White gets the rope. And Plum gets the knife, I believe. Where's the wrench? Colonel. These Colonel must in his hand. Yeah. So, and then the lights go down, and there's a gunshot. And then Peacock's just screaming. Me. Yeah. Plum checks to see if he's dead. He's dead. They heard another screaming, and they went to go check on a vet. And they're all running to a vet. Plays my favorite music in this entire... The running music is my favorite. Them running from room to room very much gives Scooby-Doo. Okay, so... Do you know what I'm talking about, though? Yes. There's a lot of, like, board game Easter eggs in this movie. Like, if you've noticed... Two people can't go through the door at the same time. They well, there's always that have whole, issues. There's that whole thing with um, Yvette and... Green. Green, where they're walking up the stairs at the same I'm time. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, like, when Scarlet or and Mustard try to th- go through a door, or when multiple people try to go through a door at the same no, time. No, but I'm, it's the same yeah. thing. Yeah, it's because in the board game, the doorways are only big enough for one piece. So if a piece is in front of the door, no one can get Aren't in. Are the cars the same color? That's the thing. We never saw Green's car, Mustard's car, or White's car. No, Scarlet's car is green. It's the same color as her dress, though. True. But mustard, or plums, I think, was like a beige? Um. I was having that exact thought. But I think her car was more of like a greenish tint. I think their cars matched their outfit, not their name. This body says the police will be here in an hour. Mm-hmm. Or 45 minutes. Which, the funny thing is, that's how long the rest of the movie is. It's definitely giving, um, if you've ever played an escape game or escape room, Mm -hmm. when the, most escape rooms give you, like, like, they give you, like, a video at the beginning. Yeah. And it says, like, the police will arrive in an hour, or you have one hour to. Yeah. Uh, that's what it reminds me of. Yes. But, I mean, the clues sort of helped establish I'm shocked there hasn't been a a clue-themed escape room. There probably has It's probably an intellectual property that they can't encroach on, but, like, I'd I'd play that. Oh, absolutely. That would be fun. But you would need six people, though. That's the thing. I could see... I don't think that would work as an escape room. I think that would work better as, like, a murder mystery party. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they definitely... This movie and this game definitely popularized, like... I don't but know. Escape I, rooms? I don't because it would need to be a big escape. 
they're not that big anymore, but they used, and I know they still make them, but they, they're, my parents had a couple. Didn't we look where at one? Basically, you buy at the store, you buy, like, the kit, and then yeah. you, like, host a party. Clue, I don't think, would be, you remember a long time ago, you and I were talking about, like, hypothetically, if we ever could do an escape, like, make an escape room. We're but, big like, escape a, room fans. But, like, make one, but I would see if I could do one, like, the size of, like, Clue. Where you would have to go to different rooms and different things like that. Because doing... I feel like you, with Clue, you would have to pare it down really far. But you would have to have, like, six people. But you would do it as the escape room plus, like, a murder like murder party type thing. Where you would be mixing the two where one of the people there would be the killer. Or you're, you're coming in as the police. Yeah. But, to solve the murder. But, uh, like, most escape rooms are three rooms. You couldn't... It would feel rushed to do it that way. To just or, do it in three rooms. Because or the not... design of the room is is kind of forced. Like, I've been, I've been to some escape rooms where it's, like, it's all one room, technically, but there's, like, a jail cell, or there's... Kind of like the first a one closet, we did. A closet, or kind there's... Kind of like the uh, bank heist one. That... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, like, I've been to ones where it's technically all the first room but there are like rooms in the room does yeah, that make sense i don't think that would work with clue that's the you issue. could like almost like it's almost like a forced perspective kind of thing yeah but it's not so much okay figure out this jigsaw puzzle it's not like reading a love letter and figuring out that there, there's like numbers involved or yeah. like you know like colors and a combination yeah. lock it's not you could probably do a i there, there's probably a reason why I haven't heard of one because I can't, I can't figure out how they could conceivably do it. That's why I'm thinking it. it would have to be more of like, um, like a murder party. If there is a clue themed escape room in North Texas and you know about it, let tell, us let us know because I'd be interested to play it. Yeah, I mean, I still want to do this Scooby Doo one at um Escapeology. Then they go to the kitchen with the or, no, they go to a vet and then a vet screams. Because she heard them say the brandy might be poisoned, and then she's crying, and then they go... Does anyone actually, like, willingly drink brandy as, like... Yes, people do. Because you can, like, smell it from across the room. It's a fancy person drink. I don't know, maybe that's just because I don't really drink. So, they go to a vet, or they run to the the library. Study? Library. Well, the library. They run to the library, and a vet is crying, thinking she was poisoned, and she's like, the murderer's in here. And they're like, where? And they're like, in here. It's one of you guys. And then they go back to the lounge, and Mr. Body is gone. And they go check on the cook, and the cook is dead in the meat freezer. So you want to tell your favorite fun fact of of, uh, this movie? the tv oh yeah so people have figured out this movie takes place in june of 1953 at the beginning it gives like a 1954 1954 so but people figured out so at the beginning of the movie when mr body or wadsworth is talking to the cook there's a presidential speech going on and that speech took place I believe on like June 9th or June 10th. So it sort of places it, but they never said if it was live or not. P- 
people assume that it was live or like it seemed like it was a presidential speech type thing like an address or something yeah a presidential address so it takes i believe it would have been like june 9th through the 12th i don't fully remember the number but i know it's june uh, basically, Mr. Body's body disappears, yes. only to be rediscovered dead again, but with new injuries from the candlestick. And Wadsworth is yelling, I'm not yelling, I'm yelling, okay, I'm yelling, I'm screaming now, blah, 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 or something like that, and the candlestick falls on his head. So then they decide to lock all the weapons in the cupboard. Or the last remaining. Then, uh, bah, bah, bah. So the, there's a stranded motorist. Knocks he, on the door. He gets, uh, basically they lock him in the lounge. Um, so then Colonel Mustard proposes they split into pairs and search the house. From top to bottom. Um, and Peacock is like, well, you know, whoever's with the murderer is gonna get murdered and then we know who it is. Yeah. This is wartime, Peacock. There's gonna be casualties. You can't make an omelette without breaking a few eggs or something like that. Is it sad that I can say key lines? Yes. <laughs> so then, while they are searching, the motorist is killed with the wrench. Yes. And Scarlet and, and Mustard find the corpse. Like, this is weird, but I recognize my old boss here. Mm-hmm. And then he got knocked on the back of the head. Which, who had the wrench? Mustard. Colonel and, or Colonel and Scarlet are teamed up together, searching the, the first floor, or the main floor. Peacock and Plum are searching the basement. White and Wadsworth are searching the second floor. Or if you're British, the first floor. Don't even get me started on that. Okay? Like, to me, the first floor is the floor that you walk into the but house But that's the on. ground floor. The first floor would is after the ground. I mean, think about it in a hotel. Hotels are called the ground floor, and then the first floor is the next one. When you hit one, that's one above. Okay, but that ground. logic, then, like, technically, when you're born, that's your first birthday. And, or Mustard, yeah, Mustard finds the secret passageway to the lounge. Well, a police officer then investigating the motorist's abandoned car yeah. comes inside the house to use the phone. Not yet. Yeah. No, because they find the dead body first. Okay. They find the motorist's body first. Yvette, um, they're banging, and you see the horrible stunt doubles for Green, Yvette, Bot, or Wadsworth. This one and um, White is when they is collide when, on the stairs. Is this when they fall? Yeah. And if you pause it at the right frame, you can see their stunt doubles, and it looks bad. If you've seen. Spaceballs, the movie. If you remember the scene, which I know you've never seen that movie. I will never see that movie. I would love to cover that in Men in Tights. That's just not my vibe. Both Mel Brooks movies. The only thing, the only saving grace for me personally that Men in Tights would have is Carrie Elwes is in it, and I love him. And it is the only Robin Hood that is British. And Alan Rickman, I think, is in it. No, he is no, in he's the in the original. One. He's in the real one. <laughs> He's in the real one. I don't know but why. But it has Patrick Stewart in it. The bald guy? Yeah. He's the, in it. Um, Magneto? Is it Magneto? No, Professor X. Sorry. 
Have we established I know nothing about this? Magneto is Sir Ian McKellen. McKellen. I know for a fact that when Richard Harris died, they were looking at Sir Ian McKellen as Dumbledore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which would have been really weird, because Sir Ian McKellen also plays Gandalf. Those are... That's a franchise we've never seen. <laughs> I don't even want to unpack. But it's a good franchise. I've heard great things about it. I, people who love Lord of the Rings love Lord of the Rings. We've both watched the first movie together, and... Um, I remember nothing from it. I literally couldn't tell you a, a single thing. I know that it has a ring in it. And I know it has um, Sean Bean in it. <laughs> one does not simply walk into mortar it's only because i i know that meme <laughs> i think he lasted longer in game of thrones than he did in that movie so then the electricity gets turned off mm-hmm. and this is when the cop gets killed so yvette the cop and the singing telegram girl are subsequently murdered with the rope the lead pipe and the revolver respectively yes, yes so yvette shoots so we need. Let's keep track of the bullets. One went into Mister Body. Oh my God! Are we gonna do the whole like the one plus one plus two plus one? Yes. No. Yes. So one went into a vet, or one went into Body. Two went into the door, or two went into the door, and one went into the candle or chandel- candelabra chandelier. Chandelier. Right. So then two. The one plus two electricity plus turns one back plus one on. And Wadsworth reveals he knows who the murderer is. Um, then this is when we get our Wadsworth explanation. Uh, so apparently it took several weeks to shoot because it was so exhausting. And the actress who played Miss um, Scarlet was wearing an extremely tight corset. And like she had to take frequent breaks because it wore yeah. her out so much. So basically the endings start when the electricity gets shut off. Or Not the they, first one. The first the second and the, one. the second and third start off when the power gets shut off. But the first one is pretty much the entire movie. So Colonel comes in, then Miss White, then Green, Peacock, Plum and Scarlet at the same time. They go to dinner, they're all sitting in front around the table, lightning crashes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love this movie so much. And then Mr. Body comes in, says, we have a gift for you. Everyone gets the weapon. Body falls on the floor. And Plum is a doctor and failed to realize that he didn't die. Plum was being blackmailed because he had an inappropriate relationship with his female um, patients. He was a psychiatrist, now works for who? The World Health Organization. See, straight up, in today's day and age, that man would not have a single career. No. Um, <laughs> Me too. Move it, anyone? <laughs> is selling her husband's government secrets, or Senator Peacock's government secrets, to foreign affair people. I don't remember the exact words. Colonel Mustard was stealing communications from helicopters. Miss Scarlet was running a uh, adult business. Adult business. A brothel. Um. Fill in those blanks yourself. Green was just gay. Which, in 1954... Um, and Miss White killed her husband, who was a nuclear physicist, and that was her second husband that mysteriously died. 
they believe that murdered a cook, but it would make sense for Miss. So everyone who got murdered tonight was an informant for Mr. Body. The cook was Miss White's informant to Mr. Body because she made the mistake of saying, "Monkey brain, this soup is my favorite," and it's monkey brain soup from Which, Cambodia, I'm, I believe. I'm a foodie, but I don't know if I would touch that. No, I wouldn't either. And then Mr. Green goes and throws up because Mr. Green has a weak stomach. Um, I would do the same thing. So, the the motorist was the informant of Colonel Mustard. The police officer was the informant for Scarlet. Uh, Yvette was the informant for Miss White, Scarlet, and Colonel Mustard. And the singing telegram lady was the informant for uh, Plum. The only one that didn't have an informant was Mr. Green. Oh. Um, um, so... Plum killed the singing telegram lady. I'm just doing the final ending because that's the real one. I'm not doing all three. I do, however, love um, the way that Tim Curry presents this scene. Yes. I'm sorry. I just don't have the energy to do it Tim Curry style because it's a lot. And we, I literally don't want to talk about the movie again, even though we just did. But the way that Tim Curry does it is really good. It, it truly encompasses that manic energy that tim curry scarlet kills the police officer mustard kills the motorist here's the thing i believe that peacock killed the cook because peacock was not in the billiard room yeah the billiard room when everyone went to go to a vet yeah because they went from Yvette straight to the cook. And then Miss Peacock was mysteriously there, but Yvette was not. So Yvette hit Mr. Body in the head while Miss Peacock stabbed the cook in the back. That's why I thought it was interesting that she got stabbed in the back, and that's just because. Peacock realized that she betrayed her. Yeah. Because she was her cook. Uh, but here's the thing. it's There's been an argument for that for a long time about who killed... I mean, we know Yvette killed Mr. Body. We know that. Or should we say the real butler? Wow, Wadsworth is Mr. Body. Which is calling by his real name now. Wadsworth is Mr. Body, and Mr. Body is Wadsworth. The person that came in gave them the weapons... Was his butler. Mr. Body, Wadsworth, said, we're just going to put everyone down in the basement and we're all going to walk away. But while he was explaining all of this, door-to-door religion... A televangelist. Televangelist? Not a televangelist. Sorry, uh, just an evangelist. An an- a tele- I don't know why my brain always jumps to televangelist, but televangelists are, like, on TV. A door-to-door salesman for religion, pretty much. It's, it's an evangelist. An angel- that word. Um... And she's like, you're going to die, blah, blah, blah. Or Peacock says, you're going to die. And he's like, we're all going to die if we don't repent our sins. And she's like, we're all going to die here if you stay. Go. And slams the door in his face. And then they have the gun conversation again. One plus two plus two plus one plus one or whatever it is. Yvette gets strangled by Miss White. And then here comes your favorite line in the entire movie, which was ad-libbed. Which, okay, 
first of all, I need to point out, and I say this all the time, Mrs. White reminds me so much of your mother. <laughs> I don't know why. I think it's the haircut. And obviously anyone listening apart from her wouldn't, like, nobody knows who Matthew's mom is, but, like, every time I've seen this movie since I've known you, but it's Three like, times. Yeah, but like, Three times? every time I think of this movie, like, she could, your mom could do a great, like, cosplay. Flames going up the side of my face, heaving, breathing flames, and then Tim Curry just cuts her off. I just love her hand motion. The flames. It comes across as, like, she forgot what she was actually supposed to say. Oh, absolutely, and that was completely ad-libbed, and that's why I think Tim Curry cut her off. The religious dude comes back in after Mr. Green shoots Mr. Body, and then he says, the clue line, I killed Mr. Body in the hallway with the revolver. Walks out, and then he's, if you have any other ideas for mystery movies for the last week of March, put it in. We will be taking submissions until Knives Out comes out. Um... When does Knives Out come out? Next week. Um, so this comes out... So overall, obviously you're obsessed with this movie. This is like your favorite movie of all freaking time. Yeah. Overall, I definitely think it feels like an 80s movie. Which isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I really, really enjoy the performances in this movie. I think they're really fun and really dynamic. And I really like the chemistry between all the characters. Yeah. Uh, oh, but, like, we missed, like, probably one of the best parts of this entire movie. Which part? Communism. It's just a red herring. Oh, gosh, yeah. It's just a red herring. Um, Think honestly... How many... Okay, we're going to turn a clue into a drinking game. Every time they say communism is just a red herring, which is probably six or seven times in but... the entire movie. Okay, because I watched this a handful of times, as I already said, as a child... Um, but I, it never really, like, there are a lot of things that obviously went over my head until watching it as an adult and, like, some of the dialogue was just, like, completely lost on me until I was an adult. And, like, there is so much information packed into these dialogue themes, mm -hmm. most of which is innocuous. But, I mean... There's really only, like, six or seven main people in the entire movie. But you can really, like, what I really love about movies with small casts mm -hmm. is because small, not only was this cast small, the set is relatively contained, and there's not, like, they can't hide behind not only each other, but, like, special effects or editing tricks. Because that's the thing, back then there really wasn't special effects. In the 80s. There no, were, but I'm saying, but... like, in today, like, even Scream is a good example. I love the Scream franchise, but a lot of the time, because that cast is so big, the core yeah. cast isn't, but the, yeah. the cast as a whole is so big. Yeah. And there's a lot of editing and a lot of, like, misdirection and things also, like that. Like, out of horror movies, Scream has to be one of them that has the least amount of special effects. But it's easy for a lot of those characters to kind of, like, fade into the background a little bit yeah. until they're needed. Whereas I think this movie, everybody got their shine. 
Yes. Every single character. And it's really a testament to the quality of actors that they were they got in this movie. And they got actors. I mean, before this, Tim Curry. Yes, Tim Curry was acting, but he wasn't. He wasn't big. No. But, like, what I really appreciate is the way that they bounce off each other. You can tell that everybody was having a lot of fun with this movie. You can tell that everybody... I imagine that there was a fair amount of room for improv and a fair amount of, like, let's try this, what I refer to as the spaghetti method. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just try this. Let's try this. They, They probably... Which is why they had the multiple endings was because they couldn't no, they couldn't decide. So the director wanted to do multiple endings, which because back in the day when it was theatrical, you each would go theater, to the movie and you didn't know what you were getting. Yes, each theater had a different ending. The whole goal of it was to get people to go to the movie multiple times to get all of the endings. Yeah, but I imagine from a it crea- didn't do well. I imagine from a creative perspective, like there was just so much material to work with. That they were kind of like, you know, they they had so much material to work with that it was like the opposite problem, you know? There's yeah. Just, I don't Usually know. you don't have enough and they had too much and they didn't want to cut out. Well, and I, I, I don't think any one actor was the dud of the group. Like, I think everybody, I mean, like, I think out of everybody, I think Yvette is the most like one note but like even then she's like still like she's intricate to the plot yeah exactly she's she's integral to the plot and she she is oh is the other best part what the when the cop is going door to door or going to room to room Mm -hmm. and uh scarlet and plum like poured so much alcohol on the dead dude yeah, and they're, like, trying to make it seem like everything is normal. And, like, and Mustard like, is not. dancing with the cook. That is so, honestly. Miss White is, like. That mo- that part is, like, kind of disturbing when you really Ms. think Miss White it. is, like, holding on to Mr. Body. And Mr. Green is showing the detective around to everything. And Mr. Green is disgusted. Because he knows what's really happening, and the cops like it's not normal. It's just adults. It's just a party. Like okay, and then Plum's like, we'll get him a little black car. The dead dude who was drunk, and they said he's like dead drunk, and just other dead puns like that. Um, but like overall, I. Who's your favorite character? I personally love Yvette, but I I think. Scarlet is probably the most intriguing character to me. I like Mr. I like Wadsworth. I do too, but I think Scarlet's like her motivations and her story seems like the most like dynamic to me. Yeah. Um I also the dress they put her in is freaking killer. Yeah. So, um I re- also I have I failed to mention the costume design in this in this movie. Um I think that they did a really good job of having everybody I think I think everybody's wearing their colors technically. No, Scarlet's not. Well, but neither is Miss White. Okay, never mind. Um, or Peacock. But I think all of the costume designs 
are everybody is unique from each other even the guys who are, are just wearing suits mm-hmm. but they're unique enough that it kind of tells you a little bit about them the guys are right, wearing the right suits Green's wearing a green suit, Mustard's wearing a beige-ish mustard color, and Plum's wearing purple. But, like, I think I think all of the costumes really fit them. Like, especially this inter- iteration of Peacock, she's, like, a little bit of an older woman. Her costumes kind of reflect that. Or she's always, in the game, she's always been older. But, like, Scarlet is this, like, voluptuous, like, sexy, and her, you know, her costume reflects that. She comes in so hot with this like huge collar coat on and like it's it's very clear from the get what kind of woman this woman is yeah and then miss white comes in and more like not a modest almost wearing like a funeral veil because she's a black widow yeah um so yeah overall like i I I think it's a decent movie. It's a classic for a reason. Mm-hmm. It's cult classic. Yeah, it's a cult movie at this point. Um, but I wouldn't necessarily qualify it as like one of my favorites. I think like the probably the first third of the movie drags a slight bit. But it's also introducing everyone. Yeah, I. That's literally if I'm trying to look for things yeah. to critique. <laughs> like this was the movie that I would watch if I was like. Growing up, like if I was anxious or upset, I would put or on sick or sick. I would put on Clue. Yeah, because it, I, that's like how Harry Potter is for you, or Princess Diaries, or even the Cinderella movie that you like with um, Ever After. Ever After. For me, my sick movie was Wizard of Oz, though. Yeah. For me, I've seen Wizard of Oz several times, but I can't do it like scene by scene from memory like I can with Clue or I can't I actually haven't seen it in a few years to be honest with you. I used to watch it all the time I'm looking forward to September So to go along with Mystery March we have an exclusive merch design that will only be available until the end of March and then it's going away forever and so Go get that. It's only available in a couple of things. It's not available at every yeah. every piece that we have on the merch shop. Please go check out our merch shop. It's also um, 20% off for the entire month with free shipping. Um, so if you're so inclined, go check out our merch store. Yes. Um, and please leave us your recommendations for... Uh, mystery movies. We might do a Hitchcock. If we preferably one that is available on streaming. Something like that. Next week we will be doing Knives Out, and the week after we will be doing Knives Out, Glass Onion. Is that the it's time? just Glass Onion. Okay, it's just Glass Onion. Anyway, we will be doing those two in the next two weeks, and then we have the last slot in March open. So that's why I'm saying by the so. Yeah, I'm thinking maybe because we are doing. Knives Out and Glass Onion that are pretty recent. Uh, maybe something more classic. Um, so yeah, um, that is the end of the first episode of season two, baby. Yeah, we will still be doing season one stuff when Marvel movies come out. Those will still be a part of season one. But season two going forward will be all of the non-Marvel stuff. And we will be doing... Harry Potter in April and May. Yeah. But we'll I will probably the structure of those will probably be a little different. 
only because I they're more probably going to be more like retrospectives of each film slash book. I mean, we can we'll figure it out when we do the first two episodes. So just because the first two are vastly different than the the first two movies are vastly different than the rest of the franchise. So yeah, I'm excited for the next little bit of our podcast and mm-hmm. obviously we will still be like going back to our roots a little bit every time there's a marvel movie to talk about um we will try to cover them when they first come out it's just i don't but with having a toddler it is a little difficult to get to the movies yeah so uh follow us on all of our socials and uh let us know if you're interested in Matthew's dry rub business. And um, I will be making an Instagram and YouTube where those might be linked down below on our YouTube page and our Instagram page. Or in the the description box. Just in the description box wherever you listen to it. So yeah, I uh, hope y'all have a great week and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. If you would like to support this podcast, you can subscribe to our Patreon to gain access to bonus content and listen to each episode ad-free a whole day early. Go to thefanclubpodcast.myspreadshirt.com to get exclusive designs on t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, stickers, and many other items. We will even have limited edition designs in the very near future. Follow us on all of our social medias for updates and what we are working on in real time. We are part of the Needlessly Nerdy Entertainment Network. They are a conglomerate of podcasts and blogs that provide entertainment, news, and reviews of all things nerdy, including movies, TV, books, video games, tabletop games, cons, pop culture, and more. Go check out all the amazing shows and the network at NeedlesslyNerdy.com. Needlessly Nerdy, your source for all things nerdy. www.NeedlesslyNerdy.com